react if I had to Put some things in the past to And don't let them distract you But react if you have to I'll react if I had to Put some things in the past to And don't let them distract you But react if you have to React if you have to Don't know the time, boy Twenty twenty, here we are. We're here. Um, I guess it's. I mean, that was kind of a shitty intro. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Um, it's been twenty twenty since we launched this fucking thing. That's so. right. Damn. All right. I'm new at this. I'm gonna be playing that card. Let <laughs> me get some fucking miles out of that. So the reason I said twenty twenty is because this is a a New Year's Eve recap episode of. What New Year's Eve looks like for Family Man Chris Pondoff. Yeah. Can can I'm just going to ask you how your New Year's Eve was? You don't have to get detailed. <laughs> I had a great New I've Year's Eve. I've heard whispers. Now here's the thing, and I need to explain this to our listeners: is that I am not an alcoholic. I don't. Right, I don't, right, right. I don't. I think that's important to note. That, no, that is. That's. I've, we should have. Probably yeah yeah okay I, go I ahead. struggle with you know I just I honestly I just struggle with depression I struggle with anxiety but uh, addiction to drugs to alcohol not a struggle I have awesome so with that said I I do partake right uh, socially and uh, yeah had a a very rousing New All Year's right. Eve well, and good, into man. the new year you know that's that's and good. I partied with your sister in a not weird way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, you know, you start to say stuff. Hey, I partied with your yeah, sister. It yeah, sounds yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, We could go there all day. <laughs> my, my wife is friends with... Well, we're, we're all friends. Right, right. In Belleville, being friends means... <laughs> never mind. Um, I, I'm not from there natively, Happy New Year, so Jeff. I don't know. Happy yeah, New Year. Yeah, that's true. You are a, a transplant. <laughs> um, New Year's Eve for me was... Uh, uneventful and that's how we like it now we um in fact actually we made it till midnight which is oh, a fucking nice. surprise we let charlie stay up um he made it to about 1202 and then we lights out at him we said tv off let's go yeah. um don't deal my one of my like, best man at my wedding my like brother he his birthday is on new year's day wow so even when i got fucked up either it was a blur and <laughs> It was a, you know, we crammed New Year's Eve and New Year's Day into one day, at least tried to. Yeah. I would hit it hard, pretty hard on uh, on New Year's Day always, and I actually rather always enjoyed it more. <laughs> it was like, I, I liked being a day drinker for quite some time. We would go to this bar in Belleville called TR's. Is that um, still there? Absolutely. Okay. Free plug here, TR's yeah. Saloon. They every New Year's Day have their annual testicle festival, and I know it I saw sounds pictures like pictures on Facebook from right. That. And and no, it's it's not a, um, a a big gay bar, which would be fine, but it's not. It's a bull ball eating. Well, it's free. They have free bull balls, Rocky Mountain oysters, <laughs> fried bull nuts. Um, kind of like tastes like chicken. Interesting. Everything tastes like chicken, right? You ever, That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. 
Pig's feet taste like chicken. No. I love pig snoots. That's that does not taste like chicken, but they have those too. <laughs> but yeah, they have this they have this like bull walking around dressed up with like big silver nuts hanging out between his legs. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so we'd do that, then we'd go to the tavern I grew up at, um, Fridays in Belleville. Another cheap plug. Um Free pizzas for us for mentioning your name on the podcast. Thanks. <laughs> um, best pies in Illinois, and uh, we'd we'd hang out there all day until finally the the two day consumption um, can, knocked us down. Can I say something about Fridays? I've never been there still, but <laughs> like I've never been to your house. That's that's right. That was last episode. Oh, well. <laughs> or was it this episode? And anyway. we still haven't been to your house. <laughs> hey. Uh, I remember the like one of the first times I I think I ever we were friends on Facebook mm-hmm. because we knew who each other were, and you got so pissed off because they got a new popcorn machine. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's fucking real. <laughs> it, 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 I can I'm see st- it in your eyes. Still, I can see you it really in your fucking eyes. got hit a sore spot. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that old popcorn machine was forty fucking years old. Oh, it was vintage, caked. On butter and grease and salt and mold and fucking the plague, all that shit that you want in your popcorn. <laughs> then they get a fucking new one, you know, all clean and shit. Never tasted the same. Fucking popcorn sucks now. You hear that, Rob? Your popcorn sucks. Fucking where was I? You've Sorry. derailed me. Sorry. You were telling your story. You'd go to Friday's. New Year's. Yeah. So that was New Year's Day, and man... I was thinking about it this year, you know, obviously how times have changed. Um, lucky to make it to midnight. My my mother came over, and we, we've we always grown up in a degenerate fucking gambling family. So we played uh, the card game. I took her money and Ashley's money because they both drank about two bottles of wine. So it was like shooting fish in a fucking barrel. Charlie was have, playing uh, with his shit and watching his shows, and it was a nice... Nice New Year's Eve, um, but boy, did 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 I used to just get crazy on New Year's. And thankfully for Facebook, you can kind of scroll through past New Year's Eves and uh, remember how big of a fucking derelict you once were. And it brought me back to one in particular. Um, it was 2007 going into 08, I think. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure. And, I, you know, there's a picture. I had to, I, I think I took it off of Facebook because, and it could be, maybe I know it, but not everybody else knows it. I am fucking so coked out of my mind. My fucking jaws are, like, I, I, if, you, if you've done blow, you know, your jaws don't fucking stop moving if you're, like, I mean, full, full in fucking, I'm not talking about the bunny slopes. I'm, not, I'm talking about the black fucking diamonds at, at, at Vail, man. Yeah. I'm talking New Year's Eve, sugar bowls, you know, and key bumps and rails. And my fucking chin was moving side to side in this picture and draped over me is, is my my ex and uh, my some of my buddies and we were having uh, quite an evening and it's fucking embarrassing now to look at but it's important because it's just where we used to what we used to do and what we do now mm-hmm. and people out there that are listening that don't have 
and and even yourself with like you mentioned don't have an addiction or can party and have fun and then not look back at it and be like what the fuck were you doing even though you probably can at some instances but but when you were a I always thought at the time before my old man died that I was a functional alcoholic. We would, as he was, we would still get our shit done, but we could hit it hard, right? And, you know, I um, I would drink daily and then ramp it up on, like, a New Year's Eve night, and um, as I mentioned, and just get fucking blown out of my mind. Um because right and wouldn't care like it it wasn't about who you were seeing who the company you were with it was fun to be around friends obviously but there was nothing special like about new year's eve like now since i've been sober like the last if if we did something for new year's like had a dinner or spent it spent the evening with a, a certain group of people it was fucking memorable they were like pretty pretty special people that you memories right Hey, remember New Year's, you know, 2016, I was over at, you know, Bob and Sue's house, you know, yeah. using fake names. But, and yeah, you remember it, and there's pictures, and it's normal shit. Well, as a recovering alcoholic, none of the New Year's Eves before I got sober were fucking normal. They were fucking hair on fire, balls to the wall, um, you know, trying to get as fucked up as you can, and, and, you know, get some pussy. It was really what the whole fucking game was. You know, pardon my French. Um, I don't. Is this telling? Is this revealing too much? I I don't know. Pretty sure I lost my virginity on New Year's Eve. <laughs> well, I don't remember it, but that's what I. I don't know. I've been told. You've been know. told that. You know? <laughs> so that's what I mean. In New Year's Eve. That's so that yeah. was memorable. Yeah, I don't know that New Year's Eve. Who told you? <laughs> New Year's Eve sixth grade was fun. No, I'm kidding. Oh, it wasn't geez. that early. Fuck that. I'm not, but I'll tell you the scary shit is as kids nowadays, I hear some fucking horror stories, man. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it was. I think I was freshman year in high school when my when my old man started sneaking fucking boxes of rubbers in my nightstand just to like that was our birds and the bees talk like okay. Um, now fuck, they better start doing that earlier. It sounds like uh, yeah. from. From shit I hear, but anyway, let me get off on the gross shit. Um, <laughs> I, I I scroll back at these New Year's Eves, and man, I mean, I they're dangerous too. I mean, people they hit it that hard. You don't, you know, the, not, just the driving, the the driving can nab, can nab anybody, addict or not. But the for for the person like me, that the primary goal was to get as fucked up as possible. It wasn't. The people you were with, the right. the dinner that you had, which you know we do now, that is awesome, and you find joy in. Like, um, if you can't tell, I find maybe a little too much joy in dinner <laughs> by the fucking belt size that I wear. But we're gonna work on that, right, Jeff? Well, it's a new year. That's right, baby. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, so when you're chasing that, when your whole New Year's Eve is is focused on how far you know X Y Z drug and alcohol. Like you you just don't give a fuck about anything else, and and you certainly don't think that you're ever going to enjoy New Year's Eve if you're not getting as fucked up as you possibly can. And looking back, and and then 
focusing on the present, man, how wrong is that? Like, I was telling something, somebody the other day, the job of alcohol or the job of name that drugs, chemical, you know, without getting all fucking sciency on it, its job is to make you think that there's nothing fun if you're not doing it, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. nothing, you're not going to have fun in life on New Year's Eve if you're not fucking drinking a bottle and a half of VO or, or, you know, calling the fucking dope guy to get a couple balls. Like, it's not, like, that's the job of the drug. You yeah. make your brain think that you might as well just fucking stay in bed all night if you're, and and then then you do that you're gonna feel like a loser like that's the chemicals job on your fucking brain so for those of you out there that are struggling right now with that shit you're being fucking tricked you're being fooled you're being tricked you the, the by whatever drug it is that you think you have to chase and we're talking about New Year's Eve because we just got through it and um and it's one of the biggest let's go get fucked up nights of the year right mm-hmm. I know a guy that has three kids and. Some of them might be listening to this, so I'm not using any names, but all his kids are born in September, and he told me because the only time he got lucky was on New Year's Eve and got his wife all drunk. Apologies out there to those of you that know who I'm talking about. I'm going to pay for this one. Yeah. But we don't edit, Jeff. I want people to know that they're listening to this podcast. We don't edit yeah. Shit. Like I don't want to do that. Even I'm not, though sometimes I would like to. We yeah. Don't right. Edit. I don't. We don't do it. I mean, this is, is as much as I I love bold and the beautiful. Still, um, I started watching with my grandma. Now me and fingers watch it. A buddy of mine back home. Long story. Older guy. We watch this, our stories. They're all are you, produced. Are you serious about that? I am. Oh Hope it got her baby back, Jeff. Okay. All and right. Ridge and Brooke. Are separated. Is this why your sister's name is Brooke? <laughs> That's funny you say that because Brooke and Bull the Beautiful is a kind of a fuck character. Is kind of a fucking slam around, man. I mean, she's fucked everybody. She'd fuck a snake if she could hold it. So the, fu- I mean, I'm telling you, yes, I do watch. Yes, I do. Okay. DVR the Bold and Beautiful. Make fun of me right. as you wish. Okay. Um, well, point is, we don't edit shit. This isn't some professional fucking production on CBS. I, I we got to be authentic. So. Um, Sorry to, you know, we're not editing that part out. Sorry, Bob Smith. That's not your name, but you know what I mean uh, about revealing your birthday and your parents' uh, conception date. Um, anyway, the point is, like, the new, you know, so New Year's Eve's the day that, like, people put on their calendar to go get as fucked up as possible. Yep. And it doesn't, it, it's the job of the chemical to make you think that you can't have fun on a New Year's Eve if you're not doing it. And that's so much bullshit. I, you, you will find joy when you stop doing that shit. I've even got to the point where I find joy in not doing a goddamn. Oops, I shouldn't say. Sorry. Maybe that we one, edit that one. That, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> okay. right. I think God. Can we edit it? To, that's not Christian. Let us pray. Uh, um. See, I'm absolved now. Yeah. That's it's how it good. works. It Feel free it works. to do that when you when you slip up. Yeah. Um. Every time you see a tweet from the commander-in-chief say something and say, that's not Christian. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're not going to touch not gonna that shit. We're not going to go into that. The, the point is, the, I, find, I, I find joy in, in not fucking doing anything. Yeah. To stick, even staying home. Now, and this was even before I got lucky and, and 
found a great life partner and and did anything like that like even finding it was fun to watch the countdown sh- like the new year's eve countdowns they're they count on everything. Yeah. I mean, you fucking go on the 900 channels and find the countdown of the best fucking gangbang, <laughs> you know, or, you know. There's countdowns for everything. You know, they used to have, I mean, those are, you find joy in that shit. I found, that was fun sitting on the couch and watching um, the ball shit on uh, the New York Manhattan Times Square. Yeah. Um, God, sorry, I was drawing a blank. But all that, it, that stuff can become, it sounds boring as fuck right now to you. To those of you that are that are drinking your life away or whatever you're doing, like that sounds. But I'm telling you, it's not shit like that or whatever the fuck that it is that you enjoy binge watching a a show, stuff like that that is healthy entertainment, which the rest of the fucking country's doing. That's why it's yeah. called the entertainment business. It's just not entertaining to us fucking drunks and addicts that like have to live life redlining it. Um, if you stop doing that, we'll, you'll start finding joy in that shit. It sounds boring as fuck right now, but it's not. I'm telling you. Watching sports does, you know, was for me. I, I talked about it, and when I talked about on how to be a kid again, that's. Yeah. What, I mean, that shit. You know, ordering fucking two large pie pizzas and fucking eating the shit out of them. Though, stuff that you don't do when you're. Well, you would eat two pizzas when I was like completely drunk off my ass, right. but it would be to pass out at the yeah. end of the night. I mean, it, and it's not just New Year's Eve, the Super Bowl, um, Mardi Gras, Cinco de Mayo. Well, Cinco de Mayo is fun to get fucked up on a tequila. <laughs> tequila is a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, St. Pat's, I, you can even have fun on St. Pat's without um, without drinking. Believe it or not, maybe that's a bad example. St. Pat's. Yeah, I'm gonna say you're gonna, you're gonna have to do a guide to having fun on St. Pat's. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and for a, a husky fellow like myself, I fucking love Rubens, and and Uh-oh. so I just I just eat my weight and corned beef. And usually I don't. I, mean, I like corned beef all year round, but I eat enough of it on that week of March that I don't have to like seek it out until right. the next year. But there are there are there is joy in life without said chemical. And I'm, and, and if you think I'm being a dead horse, it's fucking intentional. That's the whole mission of this podcast, right? Right. Um, if you're on rock bottom and you are approaching a fucking holiday that you think that you can't live if you don't get drunk during it, then you're full of shit. You're a victim to who, pardon me, you're not full of shit. You're a victim to the bottle of whiskey that's fucking with your head or the button of fucking heroin that you're chasing or the, I mean, line of blow that you think that you can't live without. That's its job. That's what chemicals do to your fucking brain. And, you can you can rock and roll without it. I promise. I mean, there's all kinds of people. You're a musician that are that. It, it, it's funny the parallel too. Their bodies start giving up on them, so they they get sober, but they no. can still fucking create music and play music, right? And, and um, I mean, there's so many sober musicians out there now that used to fucking be the rock and roll fucking. Yeah party animal i mean just doing all kinds of shit so it is a um 
it's important to know that and to focus on it. And I, like I said, we are beating a dead horse that you can find joy again. That isn't, that isn't surrounded by, by booze. And one of the biggest, you know, antidotes or counter, you know, like the fucking metaphorical, I don't know if Narcan's the right word because you know, Narcan literally saving lives from the folks that are ODing from heroin, but what that counteracts that gives you joy again in a sober world is fucking service, man, mm. is serving other people. And um it it whether it's you know, going to a shelter and helping homeless folks, whether it's you know, going to a joining like a literary literacy project and reading to kids that that can't fucking read that should be able to read by now right. um you know all about that your your wife's in this public school system something like yep. right yep i mean folks there's fucking kids out there on the, that don't that are that are so behind in reading and there's stats and shit out there that um on not being able to read leads how it leads directly into a life of of bad shit. So there's so many opportunities out there that aren't going to come to your door and pull you off your couch or pull you out of your bottle of whiskey or pull the fucking needle out of your vein that you have to go get. You have to, they're out there. They're not even hard to find, but you have to get, stop doing what the fuck you're doing and, and find them. And they, they're, you start giving back that way. You just want to do it more. I mean, and I'm not talking about, there are some, you know, I'm sure there are people out there that that are that, that kind of struggle with that. But I'm a I'm I'm fucking half a bag of shit, man. Like I used to live a fucking wild life, probably you know, not the best fucking morally moral life. So if I can fucking do it, and I can get off on fucking serving and helping others, yeah. whether it's helping out at a church or you know, you know, to an extreme case of becoming a fucking foster parent. Like, if it fuels my fucking fire, there's a lot of, you know, I I probably represent you know, the average people, right? Yeah, I'm not super fucking special. I might argue that my wife is, and not every, yeah. but that's a high bar. I'm, that's what I mean. The bar right. is low mm-hmm. for this to work in your life. The bar is super low for this shit to work in your life. Serving other people, helping other people, um, one at a time, and you start. You're, you just start feeling better about yourself. You you. I mean, it's it's a like the fucking Dorothy Wizard of Oz. There was the bad witch and the good witch. This right. is the good shit, you know. And there's all kinds of opportunities out there for people to help. We fuck email Jeff or I. Yeah. Uh, it's on the website and all that contact information. It's on the podcast. So email us. Yeah, I mean, we'll look it, you up. It's we're always looking for for help too. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. This is something easy. Bag up all the fucking clothes you haven't worn in the last year and take them and drop them off somewhere. Yeah, you'll f- feel good about it. Yeah, that's easy. It's you know, and. and well, to me, that's been the answer, and and it's obviously 
you know, I tie it into God shit. But I understand that uh, that the organized religion, especially, is not for everybody. But mm. but I will tell you, you don't have anything to fucking lose, right. um, especially for those of you that are that are living in a dark fucking world on rock fucking bottom that don't have anything to you. You have nothing to lose by trying this shit. And um, reach out. We, I, I can point you in some directions. I, if I can, I know people that can. Um, I'm just the, the loud mouth that likes to bullshit in front of this microphone that I'm getting kind of used to. But the people behind the scenes that are doing the real hard work, that are doing the real rolling up their sleeves and serving others and saving fucking lives. I know a lot of those fucking people mm-hmm. and um, they're always looking for help and uh, you know, trying to be maybe their their voice and their spokesperson but right. there's all kinds of shit and once you start doing it and you and you get off your fucking couch or off your bar stool you know, it, it is funny, too, and I think about, it, like, growing up in an Elks Lodge, kind of, with my, my grandparents. Like, even the clubs like that, which are centered around usually getting fucked up and drinking, they always are trying to do charitable shit. Right. So, like, it's it's a normal thing for people, normal people, to feel good about trying to do some charity shit. Yeah. You know? And so it's not, this isn't a, this isn't a, like, a new concept. And it's not, it's not you know fucking rocket science material here right um i remember one time i was uh in high school and and you know i senior year i took um marketing deca they called it and i did it so i could go to school from 8 30 to 12 30 every day senior year i mean that's a fucking cakewalk schedule all you had to do was work 15 hours a week, and I already did that at the yeah. uh, at the ice rink. I was driving the Zamboni and all that shit. So we did this, and um, they this club, this class, did the annual food drive for for marketing and for Thanksgiving. And the teacher, Coach Carr, I don't know if I shouldn't say his. He's I think he's passed away. So. <laughs> God bless him. Um, over at over in Illinois, he was looking for a um, volunteer to really run the show here and stage all the food. I, mean, I think we fed like 50, you know, thirty to fifty families. I don't know. Oh, it's wow. a it's a wide range, but yeah. I, it's fucking a long time ago. A lot of fucking brain cells ago. Um, <laughs> but it was t- and I and at the time, I, I my old man's house was pretty big, and we had a big ass basement. So I was like, "Fuck, sign me up!" And he said, "There obviously dangled the extra credit carrot." Right. Well, we ended up doing this, and basically had a open door policy in my walkout basement of who could come in, the, the other students, and help out, and and um, we end up running this food drive, and it, it started off as a fucking ulterior motive. I'm going to get extra credit. I get out of school, and the next thing you know, we're delivering these. And I was a silver spoon kind of spoiled kiddo, and um, growing up, man, I had I didn't want for shit. Um, but taking this food to these these houses, um, people that that really needed it, and the the look of gratitude on their face, like 
it's funny how God, like, he's like, yeah, I wanna, I'm going to false pretenses get your ass, just like he did in church. Yeah, I'm going to get you into church so, so you can be with your old man again. Right. And then it starts working. He, hey, Chris, run this food drive so you can get some extra, extra fucking credit. One time that guy walked in on me and, and my girlfriend in high school in time, though, because it, the door, it was an open door. Of <laughs> course, yeah. And um, it organizing food, and uh, we might need to edit that out. Well, I don't know. We, <laughs> he, so so we, we delivered all these turkeys and and this food, and it, and it was kind of life-changing, and it started from there. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is some real fucking shit, and it helps, and it, it feels good, so... There's plenty of opportunity. Um, I challenge anybody out there that that um, is is really struggling with some loneliness and shit. Step up. It 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 feels awkward at first. Do something. Join a club that will that serves others. Whatever it takes, and and it will start curing. Um, that that darkness it will start bringing light into your world that's a that's a promise man so um that's uh that's about it for this uh this episode i um i appreciate everyone listening um i know we've we've talked the last two episodes about christmas and now new year's and that they're a little dated probably by the time these these podcasts get released but i think they're important and um if something i said was confusing or rambling on that's just who we are and i apologize but feel free to shoot us a note and and if you're looking for to get pointed in the right direction man there's there's all kinds of stuff i can kind of help with and and i'll tell you there is um there's some real joy in life that you can get by helping people out um and especially in the in the recovery industry i guess you if you want to call it that when when you get sober you you tend to want to help people in that that are fighting that fight um and and it's it's powerful shit man so so with that we'll uh we'll close this one out let us know if you if you need anything. Thanks for listening. Um, we're gonna keep coming at you guys. Um, stick around. Everyone knows someone that knows someone that is um, really fucking struggling, and uh, we'll get we're gonna get some guests on here real soon and um, dive into some grief shit that uh, hopefully we can help some people. Um, give us a call. Give us a shout. God bless you all, and uh, as always, uh, let us pray. Amen. Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. 